Welcome to the third series of the Coffee and Conversation podcast, the podcast that celebrates great people making amazing things happen. As with the first two series, this podcast provides a space for some fabulous people to share their stories and find a voice within our ever-changing world. This third series is presented under the working title of Get On With It, in recognition of the second Creative Bravery Festival taking place later this year. I have so much gratitude for all the Creative Bravery Collective and the Campfire crew who continue to meet twice weekly in our brilliant virtual space. This series is for all of you and aims to celebrate some of the simply awesome people within this network who continue to do amazing things every single day. Happy listening. My guest today is Dave Rogers, a people-focused practitioner with a passion for well-being and personal development. Away from his day job, Dave coaches, mentors and advises schools and their students on career development strategies and is a board trustee for a local community project. Over the past 18 months, he has begun to share his own health and well-being tips on his various social media platforms and has recently published a book called Fueled, Fit and Fired Up, all a long way from his roots as a strategic business and finance leader. So welcome to this week's edition of the Coffee and Conversation podcast. Uh, my guest today is Dave, uh, who we've never met in person. And this is our second conversation. It is, yes. So, yeah, so welcome, Dave. Thank you, James. Great to, great to be talking to you again for the second time virtually. Um, yeah, and, and um, it is a Coffee and Conversation podcast because I do have a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> and it's my second it's my sneaky second of the day so already at 10 I know, o'clock. Oh, I know. Dear. it's bad isn't it but hey gotta give yourself a little treat every so often that's it exactly that's what it's all about yeah and uh so where in the so t- where in the world are you today I'm, yeah, so as usual, I, I'm as usual in scotland and you are talking to us from uh, so i am in a uh well it's a large village in south staffordshire called Wamburn, which is just about five or six miles outside wolverhampton in the west midlands I know it. I know. It. Oh, I know. Yeah, I kind of know it well. Driving through that way, going from Kidderminster to the M6. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. We're just off the A449 for those of that know the know the, uh, the the area and the road that Jane's talking about. Yeah, but yeah, the A449 uh, for yeah through a bit of dual carriageway and then 40 mile an hour speed limit. So that's it. Is it, isn't it funny what you connect to sometimes? <laughs> it is. It is. It's crazy, isn't it? It's absolutely crazy. It is. So yeah. So today's podcast is um, again in the the series. Get on with it. Um, and so we'll kind of get a bit of your story of you're getting on with it. Uh, but as usual, we'll start with a quote. So I'll invite you just Dave to share your quote, and then perhaps tell us why why that's meaningful to you. Yeah. So uh, so my quote is, um, "I'm tired of being tired." And that was for me was sort of a start point, really going back probably nearly two years now, where I was just I just was tired of being you know tired and lacking energy and needed to do something about it. And it was you know sort of just reflecting on how I was I suppose living living my life, not that I was sort of living to excess, but almost just those small changes that you can make to to, to create a, a more healthy lifestyle for yourself and create more energy and allow you to to really do everything that you want to try and achieve in life mm. and and what drew me to like, we were introduced by a mutual connection again it was kind of a going back to the last series it was covid connection my brother yeah. came across kingsley who, who then connected with me who then connected us together so it's exactly that's it. connection um <laughs> and you know there's a fascinating thing because you're you know your i suppose profession and trade is financial the financial world yeah um and 
yet you're talking about well-being and you know health and and that's led you down a really interesting path to yeah. be an author and have a published book and so I think <laughs> yeah. that's a definite get on with it um so and I appreciate it's quite a big story but let's maybe unpick some of that and particularly like reflecting back on your your quote in terms of you know where you're tired being tired of being tired how, how that took you on this journey from where you were to yeah to having your book on Amazon there <laughs> yeah, so so I think yeah, just you know, going back to what you said, you know, my background is finance. I'm a qualified accountant. I've worked, you know, the majority of my 25 years in, in in finance. But I think the key to it really for me is the fact that you know, in, in any business, you know, small, medium, or large, people are the biggest asset. And it's the people that that drive any any business forward. And I think that's really where that sort of tired of being tired came from. Is that you know, the link to well being can actually how people feel at work and how I was feeling at work and wanting to be the best I could be in every part of my, you know, life, um, just, just meant that I needed to, you know, I needed to do something different. And it was about trying to, originally it was just about, if I'm being brutally honest, selfishly, it was just all about me making myself feel, feel better. But actually, you know, if you're not feeling good about yourself and, and not in tip top, condition actually those people that need your help whether it be friends family work colleagues whatever that might be aren't getting the best of you and and that's really what led me to start sort of looking after myself better and it was about you know eating healthier exercising more regularly getting out in the you know in in the fresh air walking the dogs and it just happened to coincide with uh, you know, uh, a worldwide pandemic and the, and the, and, the, and a three month shutdown of the of the of the UK, and with me being uh, you know working in hospitality is the is the, is the industry I've worked in for the last sixteen years. You know, as everybody's acutely aware, we've had numerous problems in and challenges in the hospitality industry, and we were we were closed for three months. So actually, whilst I was still working. Um, you know, we, you know, there's a bit of spare spare time, you know, on your hands, so you can get out and, and look after yourself a little bit better. And we weren't having to travel into offices, and we weren't going to meetings, and and all those sort of things. So I think it was almost a, a sort of, a, in some respects, a perfect storm that that allowed me to explore some of the things that I've now subsequently written about in the book. So tell tell us. Uh, so what's your book called? Let's start there. So, yeah. So the book's called Fueled, Fit, and Fired Up. Um, and it's and the subtitle is um, uh, unleash the power of a healthy life because again going back to my you know what I said originally you know for me it's about everybody's got this sort of you know every person every business every life has got this power that, that actually you can you know really unleash it to its you know top potential by by leading a, a, a health a healthier life I would describe it as rather than necessarily what you know one hundred percent sort of mm. clean as I describe it in the in the book. <laughs> yeah, and you know, as as I listen to you, talk, I really, I, I really love and can connect with the idea that you talk about people being the greatest, you know, the greatest mm-hmm. value in an in an organisation. And you know, I do think that there's a real, um, you know, having spoken to a few people who, you know, feel at the moment like there's a real, you know, with everything going back, the transition back to work, and you know, everything that's yeah. kind of built up over eighteen months, there is a sense that people are finding it quite tough still. Um, so you know that that idea that you know, we all need to look after each other, after ourselves and each other feels really important. Yeah. And, and I think actually from, you know, from my experience, I actually think that it's been harder going back into a working environment than it was actually leaving it in the first place as well, because I think it's the, we were sort of in a, 
you know, as you know, as I said, we were in a national lockdown. It was very clear what, you know, sort of we were we were allowed we were allowed to do as individuals. And for those of us that worked in an office environment, it was very much like you're working from home for the for the foreseeable future. But now I think, you know, as I've experienced it this week, getting out into you know into into Birmingham for the probably the second or third time only in the last 18 months or, or seeing people face-to-face in large groups is that there's there's still a, an element of nervousness mm-hmm. and, and, and people concer- concerned. And actually, the whilst there was a challenge around uh, mental and physical well-being at the start of lockdown with a lot of, you know, isolation in particular and pe- being used to being in that environment where you're mixing with people in an office, I think now it's sort of Flipped it on it, flipped flipped itself on its head in the sense of we've still got a physical and a mental well-being problem, but now it's about people going back into an environment that they're now not they're now not used to being in. And it's almost the we've just got to the end of the normal change curve, and 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 now we're back we're back at the beginning again, and we're trying to change back to the almost the way to the way we way we were, and and, and there is a big challenge with that. Definitely, definitely. yeah, and I can really empathise with that. You know, the last few weeks going and doing things that. You know, I got a train down to London, um, you know, 10 days ago. And, you know, what would have felt, it was an everyday thing, you know, getting on a train, going out, getting out at Paddington, walking to a meeting. And that that was an almost, not an everyday thing, but, you know, it was something that was very familiar. Whereas it was kind of really strange to sort of sit and, and you know, looking around going, well, I haven't got masks on. And does, am I supposed to let somebody sit next to me? And, you know, feeling really strange about, about yeah. you know, protecting my own space almost. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's and very think, strange. And, yeah, and I think, and I think every, and, and it's interesting because I think every single person who's on that train is, is feeling exactly, exactly what you've described. So, you know, uh, as I said, you know, I went into Birmingham catching the train, the local train into Birmingham a couple of times this week. Um, you know, and it was an, it was the normal rush hour train. I would describe it as pre-COVID, and it was it was you know still pretty quiet. As I'm, as I'm sure that the train to London was for you. Um, but I sat at a table for you know one of the, the four seat tables, and you could see people were were thinking, "Is it okay for me to sit opposite that gentleman?" Does that gentleman want me to, to sit, sit up to the point where I just there was somebody standing up behind me and I turned around and I went, actually, you know, it's how, if you want to come sit down, you know, by all means, take take a seat. And I think it, it almost needs us all to 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 sort of approach it in that way. And so actually, if you feel comfortable with having somebody sitting opposite you on a train, then tell that person because mm-hmm. they they don't know unless you unless you share your your feelings with them. Almost, it's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a, you know putting yourself out there almost, which is a little bit. A, a little bit um, uncomfortable, I think, for, for for people sometimes. Definitely, and it it does feel like you know that people think, you know, what it, it almost feels we need to be bring that empathy into, mm-hmm. and sort of humanness almost into our everyday lives and be a bit gentle with each other. Maybe that that feels. Um, and I think your point about you know how I was feeling, other people will be, and it's sometimes recognizing that. Yeah. So ev- you know everybody is feeling that uncertainty, and maybe to be able to name mm-hmm. it and speak about it. It, that's the probably the, that feels quite important in a that's whether it. it's a workplace or a family or a school, um, you know, wherever it is. Yeah, no, that's it. That's ex- that's exactly it. Yeah, and we were just chatting just before we started recording about you know some of the practical challenges as well because I do have a new new dog and I'm still enjoying <laughs> the getting the routine. And you were sort of saying about actually your routine's shifted and how you're maybe having to think about ways of getting your walks in and uh, you know very practical things to keep some of that physical well-being that you'd found in lockdown into that yeah. transition 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting because it's, it, you know, and um, uh, shameless plug for the book again here, but, you know, I write about it in the book about sort of planning and preparation and actually... I'd got, I'd got, I'd got a routine. It was, it was fantastic. It was working really well for me. And then somebody decided they were going to open all the pubs up again, and all of a sudden work starts. And 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 we have, you know, eight o'clock meetings some days, or I've got to jump in the car at seven to get to a meeting. And all of a sudden that early morning, you know, sort of walk, walk with, walk with the dogs, as as, as you as you're, you're finding out. We've got, we've got dogs as well. All that, you know, that ex, exercise session that you that you might do at five o'clock because you're working from home, and you can just you know, nip, nip down to the into the garage or whatever, and, and, and I can throw some weights around or something like that. Is you know, all of a sudden that becomes more more challenging. So therefore, the actual planning and preparation of that becomes almost military like in, in its operation, and actually becomes uh, as as it did during the lockdowns. It become it's become a non negotiable for me now, mm. and 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 it's almost like well, that's got to happen regardless yeah. of whatever that is. What's got to happen yeah. on this re- day at that time. Yeah, and I really like just share share with us um, like how you were building that into your like building in some of that walking into your practical everyday. Yeah, thing. so yes, yes. So as, as I mentioned earlier, you know, just simple things like catching the train. So rather than driving to the, you know, to the train station and parking like thirty seconds walk walk is is actually you know a parked our our office which happens to be you know 10 10 15 minute walk from the from the train station or or a park a little bit further away from the office when i am actually in the office so that i can walk you know in and get that fresh air and and get out and about and it's just little things little things like that that you can just you know um add add to your day and you know I, i sort of do things like you know Park a little bit further away from the entrance to the supermarket when we go shopping, and, and just it's just it's just those little those, those little things can 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 that start adding up, and it's that whole, you know, the premise of um, you know the British Cycling and, and Sky Cycling team, and those marginal gains in whatever you're doing is, you know, so quickly quickly add up, and actually just doing a little bit more than you're doing now is fantastic because you, you're making that change and you're starting that process. Mm. And I think that's what I, you know, when we spoke the first time, you know, that sort of it's, it feels, you know, what you're advocating and you've found out for yourself is mm. it's not about this perfect, um, almost sometimes unattainable standards yeah. of, you know, the healthiest living. It's it's almost like finding that balance of, you know, trying trying to support yourself and kind of go, actually, I need to look after myself. So here are some of the practical things I can do mm. rather than almost setting yourself up for failure in right from the start by you know giving yourself these unattainable goals and and things that you kind of look at and go well I'm never going to be able to do seven days a week you know running and running a marathon by the end of it actually it's it's those the reality of of what you can do is that something that you know how have you sort of found that for yourself and and you know what what are the sorts of things that you're I suppose advocating or have tried and worked out for yourself. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's interesting that the that the person from the finance background is about to say it's not all about the numbers, and <laughs> and, and and people quite quite often find that you know quite quite amusing. And the reason I say that is is that you know one of the one of the things I did quite quickly was I stopped weighing myself and mm-hmm. stopped measuring it and setting myself that target, and it became how I was feeling and how I was you know looking and using sort of for one of a better phrase progress pictures rather than how you how you what you weigh and 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 that sort of stuff because there's a lot of 
a lot of um, focus is on on the numbers when it comes to measuring measuring your health. And, and actually, there's there's a little bit more to it than that because there's body composition. There's you know the way your body transforms as you start training more. And that was one of the things I, you know, quickly realised was actually this is about how I feel rather than rather than almost almost how I look and how you know how how much I weighed or, or, or what it might be. And, and that was that was the real big change for me is that traditionally I've been. Uh, you know, I used to play football till I was in my, in my mid, mid to late thirties. I stopped. I stopped that. I started running. Uh, I stopped running after I'd run a half marathon because I realised actually I'd I'd only started running because I'd signed up to the half marathon, and it's and it, and it's almost like you have to keep trying things just to find what works what works for you. And that's again that's something else I've discovered is that there's a you know there's there's two or three things that I write about in the book that I've tried, I've tried everything in the book, um, but some of the stuff that, you know, did, didn't stick for me, but I thought, actually, I should I should write about it because actually it might work for somebody else if they choose to read, read the book, cause just because it doesn't work. But that's because that's the, mm-hmm. the third thing I've picked up is just because something doesn't work for somebody else, it doesn't. It, it might work for me or, or, or vice versa. Mm-hmm. So those are probably some of the, thing, the three big things that I've picked up during the, you know, mm-hmm. sort of the, the, the process of, of learning about, how to keep myself healthier and writing the book at the same time. And, you know, I think what you talked to, you know, you said, how do I feel? I think yeah. that's something that, you know, often either we don't notice or it's never, I'm not sure, I'm, I'm only talking for myself, but almost it's like we don't talk, you know, feelings maybe maybe don't matter, but they're things that we don't talk about and don't value. So almost yeah. the importance of actually I feel good rather yeah. than, what do my numbers tell about me or where am I on that latest Strava, whatever board it is or that kind of stuff. And, and almost I'm thinking about maybe almost like kind of a mindfulness thing as well. Kind of notice, you know, that, that noticing actually that felt really good. Yeah. That's, yeah. And, and, and valuing that that's worth something, even if maybe it doesn't you know give you the calorie burn off or whatever that something else would have done. Actually yeah. you felt good about it. And the, that feels at the moment, particularly, you know, as we talked about with the transition of back to work and all the different mm. types of things, you know, finding stuff that really help you feel good about yourself and, and what you're doing. Yeah. That, that yeah. feels really important. Yeah. And, and I think it's also as well is that you, because you've got, as you said, that, that sort of mindfulness is, you know, it, that's exactly what it is. It's about understanding how you feel in that, in that precise moment, but also knowing you st- I've, I found myself starting to realize actually, you know, I become, you know, you notice yourself becoming perhaps a little bit snappier because you haven't quite had as much sleep as you should have had, or, or you start feeling a little bit sort of, you know, brain brain fog sets sets in because you haven't quite been eating healthy as perhaps you, you know, you you, you could have or, or or should be doing, and, and and all of a sudden you as an individual start realizing the impact certain actions you're taking are having on your health health and well being, and mm. that, that to me has been quite powerful that you can almost go right. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to have that chocolate bar, but I know that tomorrow it's going to make me feel like this, this and this. Yeah. But actually, it does, you shouldn't, that shouldn't stop me necessarily having that, you know, having that chocolate bar. Because as you said, you know, we're all, we're all um, you know, we've all got to have treats every now and again. And it is, it is about having that balance. And, you know, and, and, and that's one of the things that I think, again, people struggle with because they feel they've got to throw themselves all in to everything straight away whether it be exercise whether it be dieting whether it be you know whatever that might be 
Mm. And it, you know, as you're talking, it reminds me of a conversation I had with a couple of friends, actually, who I met in London the other day. <laughs> and we were talking about, you know, moments of joy and almost yeah. what brings you joy and finding those sort of, you know, those sorts of things. So it's about feeling good and also, you know, no, noticing actually, yeah, that, you know, that, that thing that I did then made me feel good, but actually brought me real joy. And that might be going for a walk with a friend or a dog yeah. or, you know, walking on your walk, getting a really nice coffee or those sorts of yeah. things. And, you know, finding that balance of feeling good and feeling good about yourself mentally and physically, but also, you know, that, that, you know, yeah. something about feeling happy and content. Yeah. That feels quite important. Yeah. 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 So I'm, I'm curious in terms of like the, the get on with it, what prompted you, how did you go from, um, <laughs> trying a few of these things for yourself because it feels very much like this was a self-driven kind of project if you for want of a yeah, better word yeah how how and you know who prompted you or what happened for you to then go okay I'm going to put this out there and, and be brave and bold and do something totally out of my comfort zone and, and write yeah well I think it's fair to say I had no intention of writing a book at the, at the, at the beginning of this so you're quite right it sort of it, it moved quite quickly <laughs> to say to say the least um and and what what prompted it is um uh, uh one of my friends Michael Heppel who's written the forward for the for the book um I've followed his I've followed his work ever since he came to do some customer service training at a previous company and he does a lot of self-development stuff and he started a Facebook group um, literally about three or four weeks before lockdown happened called how to be brilliant and i thought knowing michael this is this really is going to be brilliant you know this, this is going to, i'm going to join and it was basically it was a group of like-minded people from you know effectively as it's grown over the last whatever it is 18 months it's become but from all over the world just like-minded people wanting to help each other and share stuff and that's what really started it. So that it, it morphed into a, into a, into another pop up group where we, where I was sharing healthy recipes, my exercise routine, some self development stuff I was doing as well. And people kept saying, "Oh, this is really good. You ought to write a book." And I was thinking, "Really? All I'm <laughs> doing sharing, you know, sharing what I'm doing. Are you really that interested?" And 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 sure enough, um, like a little bit later on in the year, so this would have been uh, late October, November time. Michael launched a write that book masterclass, and so I thought, right, that's it. If I'm if I'm going to do it, now is the time to do it. I'm going to learn how to write. I'm going to learn all, learn everything about publishing and all that sort of stuff. And that's what that's what did it. So I started writing in um, late October 2020, and I published in May this year. So it was quite a fast track um sort of writing editing and publishing process and how did you find that process uh it was really interesting because um the one thing i realized or one thing i've learned the big thing i've learned when anybody says to me what what should i do if i wanted to if i wanted to start writing a book i always say start reading because actually I was surprised how much reading you need to do to write a book, not just from a, not just from in, in, my, in the case of my book, not from a research point of view necessarily, but just about learning how people write and finding your writing style. Um, and, and that, and that's an finding a line or a style of writing that inspires you to, or gets your thought processes going to write something for your book. Mm. So, so that was, so that was quite an interesting, this sort of, it, Michael describes it as read, write, edit, repeat. And it's just in that, in, just in that cycle of, you know, read something, write something for your book, go back and edit it and go, go around in that, in that cir- circle again. 
And um, and once I'd found my writing style, which I've got to admit, it did take me quite a while. Um, it, it, once I'd found it, it, it flowed quite naturally for someone who um, <clears throat> didn't particularly like English at school and had no intention of writing a book. Um, so you know, so, so from that perspective, it was it was really interesting. But I think because it's uh, and again, all the all the authors that I know through through the course said the same thing and, and have done the same thing, which is. Um, we've written about something that we're passionate about and that makes it easy or mm-hmm. easier should I say rather than it's rather yeah. than easy yeah. um, and, and therefore you can you you know sort of the, the words flow and you know and you can write stuff and some you know there's probably you know another 20,000 words that I've written that didn't even make it or, or made it into the initial draft of the book that I, I subsequently took out but they're great content for you know, potential blogs or LinkedIn articles or just talking about with, you know, with people in general. So actually it's never, the other thing I realised is that actually you might write stuff that doesn't make the book, but it's not wasted time. You know, it's it's it's, de- it's developed your, your skill of writing and it's developed content that's useful in a different, you know, arena as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, and what have you learned about yourself during this last 18 months two years is that if that's not too big a question um what have I learned about myself um I think I think that I was probably holding my back holding myself back from from stuff because I was thinking like actually I wrote the book and thought you know why haven't I done this why haven't why haven't I done this sooner and and I think a lot of people have found that that, uh, probably similar to a lot of people in lockdown is that they've tried stuff or done stuff because they've had the time to be able to do it that goes actually I quite enjoyed that or or it's it's, it's I've taught myself some new you know you know uh, some new skills learning whatever, whatever you, you want to describe it and actually I'm now in a place where I'm a you know sort of a, a published author and there's not many people who can say that so actually you know sometimes you've just got to go it put your, as I said earlier you've got to put yourself out there and, and try something new every now and again mm. and not worry about I think it's probably not worrying about the consequences and what other people think because actually you're doing it for you yeah, and, and and you shouldn't what you shouldn't worry about. Um, I saw a quote, another quote earlier in the week about something along the lines of you shouldn't worry um, about what you feel on the inside, um, based on the way other people feel on the outside, or something along those lines. And that's that's what it was for me. I think it's just like don't don't be frightened to put yourself out there. You won't you won't make everybody. No, not everybody will enjoy reading my book, and I've accepted that, and that's fine. And 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 that's the bit the the bit I've really learned. Yeah, and I feel something. How much? Oh, I'm not sure if this is. Uh, this is. I'm, I'm framing this question out loud as I speak. But it's something around whether and how, to what extent the the fact that you know you almost your label was you're an accountant, you're working finance. Yeah. How you know bit, putting yourself or other people putting you in that box? How much influence do you think that had on how? brave you felt or how able you felt to do other things and you know how did you maybe break out of that box and kind of go actually that isn't all of me there's other bits of me that I want to explore yeah well I I think I think from that point of view I was already involved with um with a number of sort of uh I suppose well-being sort of projects at work and, mm-hmm. and, and 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 things like that particularly when we first went into lockdown and we were we were thinking about well we've got a group of people who were furloughed on the front line we've got a group of people who are still working centrally how do we keep everybody community you know communications up high how do we mm-hmm. keep everybody everybody upbeat so I'd already got a, a sort of a personal 
sort of interest in it. And I'd already started doing all the things that, you know, that I described earlier about my own my own sort of healthy or healthier lifestyle. And and I suppose part of me said, well, in, in some respects, it probably made it easier because a lot of people were writing books that were going to help their business. And I hadn't really got that, you know, it wasn't it wasn't going to enhance my, you know, my finance, as you say, my finance credentials by writing a well-being book. But it was going to enhance me from a personal development point of view. And I think that's where I came at it from. It was a bit of like, well, actually, that, you know, uh, there is there is more to me than, than a, you know, a quali- being a qualified accountant. And, and this was an avenue to express it, I suppose. But it, it, it never really crossed my mind that it was anything like the, t- the two were never really linked at any point if that makes sense yeah it does and it you know well, I think there's there's a whole host of things that's come that you know are coming up for me as kind of really valuable actually from this conversation in terms of um you know you not seeing yourself oh there we go I knew we'd get an interrupt there's my there's my phone ringing I'm just going to switch it off so there we go there's always something that happens is, in these podcasts is. um so yeah so there's something really about you know there's, there's a passion in there that, that's kind of so you know mm-hmm. having that and and not you know defining yourself in a certain way and if you believe in something being able to just explore it and you know the value of of that and knowing what makes you tick and what makes you feel good and being able to you know go out there and if you've got that sort of passion and drive and you know interest in something then it it helps you and the other thing that's really coming across is the cat that people you know the people so it's looking after yourself and then caring about others and how that how those interactions happen um so those are the kind of things that i'm really taking forward from from this conversation and you know yeah. as we come to sort of the end of the the the, the podcast i'm you know invite you maybe to share you know anything that you know, how do you want to leave us what's important for you and and you know what would you say to people listening yeah well i think for me it's, i mean we touched on it earlier today that it's 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 sort of the it's nobody has to be perfect you know it's it's it's, it's, it's okay to um you know, not to exercise seven days a week. Um, I, I, I talk about a technique in the book called Beat the Week. And, you know, if you're if you're eating healthier than not healthier four out of three day four out of the seven days, sorry, um, during the week, or you're exercising four four or more of the seven days of the week, then then that, that then that's that's okay. That's good. That's you know, you're doing more than you were before and you and you and you're having more good days than bad. And I think that's a that's a thing to really remember that um, you know uh, you, you know there's this sort of I think you described it that unattainable you know sort of perfection that that sort of Instagrammers has brought into brought into the world that actually you know that's not what this is about it's about how you feel and and, it, and it's okay and it's okay to to not be okay and 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 feel, and feel that way sometimes mm, absolutely and and so where where can we find the book so give us here you go give us a plug what's it called just remind us and where can we find it if we're interested okay so the book's called fueled fit and fired up and it's available on amazon both as paperback and kindle ebook and so just search for that or search for my my name and and hopefully you'll find it on on amazon amazing well thank you dave for uh for your time and yeah i wish you well with wherever yeah wherever it takes you and whatever you do next Cheers. Thanks, Jane. It's been brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. You have been listening to the Coffee and Conversation podcast, the podcast that celebrates great people making amazing things happen. My thanks again to my guest, Dave Rogers, and also to you for listening. You can follow Dave on Instagram and Facebook at Fueled, Fit and Fired Up. And you can also find his book on Amazon. 
Until the next time, take care and remember, just get on with it.